Pandemonium reigns. Pandemonium. Hey, we have officially had a mascot because you can't say panda without pandemonium. So, that's the weirdest intro ever. I'm Dan. He's Mike. We're ready to do this thing. It's weird coming at you just once a week, but here we are doing the thing. The season's over. Uh, some people consider the off-season a dirty word. We just think it's more opportunity for you to like and subscribe. That's what we think. So Yeah, that's facts. That's what they should do, right? Like yeah. And subscribe. Spend your time wisely. <laughs> make hey, good choices. Uh, okay. make, make smart choices. Go read the Bible. <laughs> Listen to wisdom. Like and subscribe. Pretty sure it's like it's in there, right? First. Somewhere. First, Somewhere. First and second walker. Yeah. Speaking of, your hair is long we're still still going baby still going <laughs> almost unleashed it on the people today but oh, man. we'll save that for another day i cannot wait i cannot wait to see you no doubt about run it run my hands through that <laughs> <laughs> hey while oh, you're liking man. and subscribing we're gonna start to tickle your ears so <clears throat> appreciate you letting us hang out with you on this beautiful day wherever you find yourself listen i just want to thank I, i've been meaning to do this and i keep forgetting we have regular listeners in Belgium, and I just want to say hi. Thanks for listening because that's yeah. super cool. Um, also, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't even know what, like, do they speak English in Belgium? I guess some do. I mean, I really don't know what the point would be of listening if not, but, you know, I really appreciate the the overseas love. Yeah, yeah, they do, and it's regular. So, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we're going to be talking today about uh, first and second year head coaches in the college football world. We're going to give those guys some grades. We're going to break down. We're going to talk about it a little bit. We're going to spend some time on some. We're not going to spend any tiny bit on any of them, <clears throat> Brian Harson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how would you like to do this, Mike? You want to do first year first or second year first? Let's do, man, flip the coin. Let's do first year first. First year head coaches. All right, so this episode is brought to you by Dan and Micah Pandemonium Reigns, but it's inspired by a post from 247 Sports where they graded first year Power 5 head coaches. And uh, even just looking at this, Michael and I already see what some people would call a discrepancy. And uh, so we're going to talk about that because we need to. So let's just go down the list here. Um I think the top one is is just very very intriguing, and that's uh, Mike Elko at Duke with a nine and four record. Yeah, I mean, like you and I, I had this. I had the reaction of when I saw this post. Totally forgot that there was a first year coach at Duke. Um, I forget <laughs> that they also play football. I'm guilty of that. Um, yeah, it's something that I do. <laughs> but yeah, that's very respectable. Um, yeah, you know, two four seven. We talked about the post. They gave him an A. And it's super, super hard for me to, to argue with that. I mean, it's borderline A-plus material when you talk about Duke, mm. when you talk about – I mean, this is the guy, if I'm not mistaken, that replaces David Cutcliffe, who was yep. just a longtime wizard in the sport different ways. So, I mean, you, I'm not going to say you replace a legend because it's not like replacing, you know, Bear Bryant or Nick Saban or something like that, but it is Duke mm. football. It's been a long time since there's been any consistent success there, if ever, so – yeah. Very good job by Elko and, and crew. So I'm good with that eight for sure. Absolutely. I'm gonna gonna agree with that and just point out, you know, a season highlight for them breaking the U over their knee <laughs> uh in Miami, 45-21 win over Miami, and then um handling the Knights of Central Florida, which Gus Mazana is gonna be a guy that we get to. Um, one of those year two guys. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm I'm totally good uh, with that grade, and I'm I mean nine and four at Duke, man, I'm I'm okay with an A plus. Like yeah, said. for sure, especially in first year. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, let's lump Billy Napier and Brennan Venables into the same. You know, um, instead of jumping to Brian Kelly, let's go Billy and then Brent. Yes, let's do that. They got Billy at six and seven, or they don't. He went six and seven. They got him in a C as a C minus. Uh, talk to us about Billy real quick. Man, I just don't know how to feel about Florida right now. Not only did they go six and seven with the quarterback that everyone loved coming into the season. I mean, you know, we joke a lot about 
Will Levis, rightfully so. But mm-hmm. but we forget that Richardson was getting that same talk, that first round top ten buzz, which is still a real thing. Like that's not dead, mm-hmm. even after the year that he had. But I don't know who to blame in Florida's six and seven record. You know what I mean? I don't know where it's at yet. There's definitely spots in their roster that are just not Florida standard at all. Like linebacker, I don't think is there. Secondary, I looked at prior to the season, they were super thin there. Quarterback, I mean, Richardson has all the potential in the world. But, again, they went 6-7 with that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like, like we talked about, 247 has them at a C-. minus. Mm-hmm. Man, some of those losses, some of the times, I, I, I just don't know what they were doing. I, I think I would go with C-, minus D, um, and we'll get to where we're talking about with the discrepancy with Brent mm-hmm. Venables. But I think I'm I'm good with C minus and D because there were spots in the roster where, again, it's just it's not Florida. We know how Mulligan recruited and didn't love recruiting, and that's why he's not not there anymore. Things like that. Yeah. But also, just I can't get past all the questions that I have for Florida, and, and trust me, I'm relishing it. I'm loving it. <laughs> but I also just I don't know what to make of them yet. I don't I don't yeah. know what they're what they wanted to do offensively. I, I just don't. Yeah. Or I guess maybe why they kind of stuck into that box with Richardson. I don't I don't know. Yeah, my instinct is is to look at their schedule and say, okay, where was the turning point? Because they started off with that week one win against Utah. But I don't know that there is a turning point. Uh, it's almost like when, you know, you were in school and you turn in an essay and they say, listen, I don't know what you're trying to get out here. Why don't you write this again? <laughs> yeah. why, don't you, why don't you redo? That's why I kind of feel about Billy Napier, like, ah, uh, really, some, 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 I don't know if I'd say high highs, but some highs and some some questionable highs. There it is. Some questionable highs and some questionable lows. I mean, uh, just running through this real quick. You you beat the Pac-12 champion in week one. All right. Um, you could say that you got drubbed by Kentucky. Ten point difference, but I mean, I don't. That Ugly game was game. game was not as close as the scoreboard indicated. Mm-hmm. Squeaked by South Florida. You almost pulled out a miracle in Knoxville. Um, Demolished Eastern Washington, seven-point win over Mizzou, 10-point loss to LSU when they were starting to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, 22 loss to Georgia. You handled A&M. You drubbed South Carolina. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Same. And then you turn around and lose to Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Florida State was playing some of their best ball. You lost by seven. Yeah. And then you got drubbed by the Beavers. Yeah, I mean, without Richardson, without a quarterback, really, at all at that point. But it's just some of those that roller. You know, it wasn't like a like a high rated roller coaster. It was like a very average roller coaster. Just mm-hmm. hey, steps in the right direction. What are we doing? What yeah. on earth? Yeah. And part of part of it why I'm in this headspace is the whole deal with Rashada. Like, what are you doing with your with your quarterback prospect of the future? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on there? How do you mess that up? Mm-hmm. Um, I let me let me also say this, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about it because it's just now the off, we're just into the off season. But I don't like I don't like their trajectory for twenty twenty three. Receivers are oh, yeah. a huge reason for that. No matter who plays quarterback, yeah, they're going to bring a lot of those guys back, but they just didn't do much. They just don't have the potential to take the lid off of many defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's why I'm kind of torn. I you know I guess what it is, is I'll be really impressed if they make a big year two jump. I'll be really impressed. Sure. Um, again, not looking to, not hoping to see it, but I would be really impressed if, if I did see that. You know what I mean? You got multiple positions or position groups you're going to figure out. Absolutely. So they don't have those defensive lines and those defense, that, those front sevens like they used to. Oh, yeah. The, the, the must champ defense is long gone. Long gone. Yep. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I think our listeners are too. I don't, I don't, I don't hear any replies. I'm checking, I don't either. Checking the email real quick. And it seems fair. Got nothing. So uh, here's the discrepancy, y'all. They got Billy Napier at a C minus, and I'm okay with that. I'm agreement with Michael on his grade as well. And then you turn around and give Brent Venables, who also went six and seven, an F. Which, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, it, things really started to turn for you uh, with the Dylan Gabriel injury. Um, I mean, you had some, you had two bad losses, TCU and Texas. Other than that, you, um, you lost to Baylor by three. You lost to West Virginia by three. You lost to Texas Tech by three. You lost to Florida State by three. 
<laughs> uh, uh, beat UTEP, beat Kent State, beat Nebraska. Sorry, lost to Kansas State by seven. You know what? What? Here, if there's going to be a discrepancy like this, like a C minus for, for the same record and an F for one guy, why would the guy who's in a first-year head coach get the F? The guy that lost, whose team lost Caleb Williams, who is a infinitely better quarterback prospect than Anthony Richardson. I mean, why, why is, I guess, why is one an F and the first-year coach an F when the young head coach who has been a head coach before gets the C minus? I don't understand mm-hmm. if there's some sort of benefit of the doubt there. If there's like a, you know, hey, look at the schedule they played. I don't, I don't see that. Right. I, I just don't get it. You know, I, so here's my thing. If anything, I would flip those two because one included losing to Vanderbilt. Yeah. But I, I think Venables more so deserves the same grade. A C minus, I think, is more more accurate. A D plus, yeah, dude. something in that range. Yeah, yeah, the losses, like you said, were close, except for TCU and Texas. And the TCU drubbing mm-hmm. involved your quarterback going down. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like I said, I just don't get it. I don't think it's an F. Um, if either one was an F, I think it's it's Napier at Florida. But I, I think it, it's in that C minus D plus range for me as well. The schedule was, you know, the Big 12 had tons of parity this year. All kinds. I mean, so I'm not really surprised when it's a first-year coach doing that at Oklahoma. I'm, I'm just not. Yeah, for, for sure. I, I, I'm not giving him an F. I'm going to put mm-hmm. him somewhere probably low B, high C. I, yeah. I, I don't – midseason – I think people were just be, well. People in this area were saying, "Oh my God, it's a bust!" But you're not paying that close of attention. When you look into it, a lot of close losses. Gabriel was injured. Several factors there, mm-hmm. and I guess the argument is, what is the argument as far as roster goes? I mean, similar cases, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say um, that the Oklahoma roster could actually have been in worse position than Florida's. I, I think. I really do, but you know, it that at that point you're splitting hairs. So I, I guess just to me, he's in the the Napier ballpark. He's not multiple letter grades below for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and comment. Let us know what you think. Uh, not like your opinion matters. Not like you're one of the hosts <laughs> on this show. Just kidding. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Brian Kelly. Ten and four, A minus. Call me crazy. I think it's low. Yeah, I think it's low as well because I, I'll also never get this out of my head, much like some of the, the questions I have for other teams and coaches. We all expected this to fail. He didn't fit culturally. I mean, like I he's mean, not he was booty dancing from, on his recruits. Exactly. Yeah. And and look, you know, that, that quarterback's now in the portal, so maybe there's a correlation. Just kidding. But I think that's low. You win the West in your first year at yeah. LSU, and yeah. you're not at all. I mean, listen. He did all these things, these good things. Mm-hmm. He's still not a cultural fit, and culture matters to me at LSU as much as anywhere. I mean, seriously, think about just the nature of your fan base, the location of your school. It matters. It really does. Consider the last guy. Consider the last guy and what was he did. Cultured. And well, I'm just saying how cultured he was. Absolutely, what he did, how cultured he was. Consider yeah. those things, and yeah. I am blown away that he went ten and four, won the West mainly, being my thing. He beat Alabama. I mean, he did a lot of good. You know, there's still some question marks, like how did Tennessee put that beat down on you? Like, I really don't yeah. – That even considering Tennessee's 11 wins, it just doesn't make sense. Sure. So, yeah, man, I think that's low A at minimum for me, if not an A-plus, because it was year one, because it's LSU, all the things we said, just every bit of it. Sure. I'll go back to what I said on the recap of the Tennessee-LSU game. If the opening kickoff does not happen the way that it does, I think How's we're staring. I think we're staring at a different outcome. It just, I mean, it, it the ball bounced uh, uh, away from them from the get. Uh, now, not taking away anything away from us, we capitalized. I mean, that's oh, yeah. that's how this game goes. We know we've been on yeah. on the other end of it. Uh, yep. Hello, Derek. Hello, Lyle. Hello, Jeremy. Jeremy. Uh, yeah, Jeremy. Uh, so I. So here's my question. Uh, you're you're a blocked field goal away from 11 wins. Yeah. Okay. Put him in an A plus. Tell me what knocks him down to the A minus. Yep. The the slow start. Uh, 
you, you didn't get booty enough yards, touches? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I don't know. I don't know. Mario Cristobal. Woo! Uh, got the U broken over the knee twice this year. Five and seven. Two, four, seven puts him as an F. That is, uh, that might be putting it nicely. Because that you, is putting it nicely. You you made some transfer moves, portal moves, and now, granted, I think Van Dyke dealt with some injuries. Okay, you and everybody else is my argument. Yep. Dylan Gabriel, Anthony Richardson, I yep. mean, Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Uh, so I I mean, part of the game. Uh, and I don't want to sound like I'm issuing grace over here and and not over there. Just I, I don't know. You, you you made too many moves in the off season. You put together a heck of a coaching staff, and Duke came in and had their way with you. Oh yeah, I'm cool with an F. Oh yeah, that is putting it nicely. A Z, if that was a letter grade, would be appropriate here to me. It's as bad as anyone on the list, and we're going to go down it. But all of the transfers, and here's. Just going to always hit this point when we come to it, but here's why I put such low stock in the portal as I do. Here's why I don't care that Tennessee doesn't go land every guy that gets in the portal. Mm. Oh, they haven't landed a DB. I don't care because sometimes it amounts to nothing. Other times you look at Ole Miss, they tore it up in the portal. They had a good start and kind of, you know, didn't make it down the the end the way they started. South Carolina had a million transfers. Eight and four is what that got them. And some, I don't know why they lost some of the games they did. Yeah. But you brought in a lot of guys – you played not that crazy of a schedule. This this is a generous F. I mean, it's it's a bad job down there. Uh, highlighting very quickly, I was going to highlight some other stuff in the schedule, but just for time's sake, let not forget the drubbing that Miss, Middle Tennessee State put on them. F. Mm, mm, mm. Stamped. Marcus Freeman. I think week three, we would have been like, oh, F. Yeah. F. Finished nine and four. Uh, 247's got him at a B. I don't want to spend a ton of time on here just because I don't like Notre Dame and I don't want to give them a lot of chatter. Um, I like Marcus Freeman. Heck of a turnaround. Uh, Some people were already calling for your head, saying it was a bad hire. You should have done it, yada, yada, yada. Nine of four. Congrats to you. I'm going to say B plus, actually, though. Yeah. um, I'm going to stick with the B just because of the nature and who the opponents were and some of those losses. The turnaround to me does like that's more like a a minus worthy to me. But sure. you you played tough against Ohio State. Yeah, they lost Smith and Jabe. You know we know that story. Lost to Marshall. It's hard for me to get past that and go higher than a B. Yeah. But overall, I think that's a fair grade and a heck of a turnaround. We'll we'll see where it goes from there. For sure. For sure. Uh, moving on, Dan Lening, uh, new cigar smoking. <laughs> uh Dan Lenning, 10 and 3, B plus grade. I think that the conversation is probably different on Dan Lanning, and he's probably getting a lot more praise if Georgia was not on that schedule. Uh completely agreed. Trying to get to their schedule really quick and struggling to do so. But 10 and 3, when you're a first year coach yourself, is not bad at all. Um, I know they avoided the likes of USC and um like you know, like you said, Georgia kind of defines the schedule. They put the smack down on them in week one. We were all expecting Georgia to have some type of drop-off that just never happened. Right. So, um, B-plus is what 247 has. I think that's totally fair. Um, I could even go with the name Honest. I really could. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see where they go from here as well. I would expect that they will have a very strong 2023 with Bo Nix coming back. Uh, they do pick up USC on the schedule in the regular season, but again, we'll see what happens. I could totally see them winning that game, not think twice about it. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but I like that grade for them. Yeah, I'm actually uh, gonna cheat here and knock that up a little bit just because of the portal work he's doing right now. Yeah, he's also doing that work in the portal, there is no doubt about it. Dude is a heck of a recruiter. Yep, uh, Sonny Dykes, they got him in an A. Uh, man, I think I, uh, this is you're gonna call me crazy here. Um, I'm going to go N.A. I think the verdict is still out. You're like, he just went to the national title game. Let's see what he does without Riley as offense coordinator. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, 
it's going to be hard to not think about that loss in the revenge game for Kansas State in the conference championship and then the yeah. absolute non-compete that the national championship was. It's going to be hard to get those things out of your mind. Yeah, He did do stuff that Gary Patterson never quite made it to. Um, he capitalized on the situation. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with an A myself. Um, I can completely understand why you're going in A. That's fair. But yeah. I'm going with an A because he again he did things that hadn't been done there before. I'm 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 cool with that. A A minus. I mean, you took TCU to the national title game. I do think that Riley had a ton to do with that though, and I think Clemson became an overnight monster yet again. Look forward to talking about that though. Um, Joey McGuire at Texas Tech, eight and five, two four sevens got him as an A. Had some good wins. First time in program history where they beat Oklahoma and Texas. Dude, good for them. Um, I would love to see them become a annual problem in that conference as long as Oklahoma and Texas are still there. Um, that's a whole nother conversation, though, on, on their exit. What will become of Texas Tech and schools like Kansas State and yada, 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 TCU, whatnot. Um, man, Texas Tech. Eight and five wins over Texas, Oklahoma. I'm good with an A for sure. Yeah. Like we like we know, they replaced their coach for a reason. So to do that in year one, to watch the way that they 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 played very strong and like you said in the close of the season, and they had those wins over Texas and Oklahoma. And I haven't given them a lot of thoughts since the days of Mike Leach and Cliff Kingsbury and Mahomes and things like that. I haven't haven't just given a lot of thought to them. So very impressed with the first year of eight and five. Completely good with that uh, grade of A, and we'll see where they go from here indeed. Yeah, They'll yeah. need to carry yeah. their weight in that conference. For sure. Oh, show. Lincoln Riley, USC, the Trojans. Uh, oh, real quick on Texas Tech. Um, maybe Joey should go pursue Kingsbury as his OC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if he can find him on a beach somewhere. Exactly. Anyway, uh, Lincoln Riley, 11-3. and three. Two of those losses are to Utah. Got him as A-. minus. Listen. I think it's a, ha- a tad high just because of the repeat loss to Utah. That is that is a very hard thing to do uh, on Utah uh, on Utah's end is beating the same team twice, but they did it. And it seemed like the game plan never really changed. It was, let's just outscore you. And mm-hmm. uh, you got some former Trojans who are mad at the defensive side of things. He had a lot come in from the portal. So props to him for doing that, for having dudes that want to follow him, for having a, an elite offense. I'm just going to knock you down to a B plus. Uh, you, you you choked when it mattered most in order to get into the playoff. Um, Caleb Williams was dealing with an injury. Um, solid performance though. Gre- good for you. I like I like USC being back. Um, I think it's good for the game. However, I'm going to move that from an A minus to a B plus. I'm going to drop it down to a B minus just because the nature of the repeat losses because of the path that they had to the playoff that they did not capitalize on, not that he would have put up that great of a fight based on his history, based on the roster that they had against, you know, eventually Georgia or one of the the first round opponents that if if it wasn't Georgia, Mm -hmm. don't like how that would have gone, but I'm going to go with the B minus because the nature of the repeat losses, the man, just defense that I don't understand for uh, USC, I know that they've been down, so it is a climb back, and and props mm-hmm. to him for pulling a lot of that together. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just, I, I guess I'm holding his, you know, the past exits against him, kind of mm-hmm. not making it to the show again. I'm holding some of that against him, especially with the state of the Pac-12 as it is right now. Not even playing Oregon in the regular season. Not that they can control that, but I'm going to go be minus just because of probably some grudges that I'm holding against him. Yeah, dude. I'm 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 down. Hold that grudge. <laughs> uh, Tony Elliott, Virginia. Uh, just a bit of props to this guy for the way he handled that that tragedy towards the season end, which is why the Virginia Tech game was canceled. Uh, might have been why both games were canceled. I thought one might have yeah. been due to the weather, but I guess it's both. Yeah. So two games canceled. Anyway, the games you did play, you didn't perform well, and Mendenhall had a pretty good thing going at Virginia. I wouldn't say it was elite or great by any means, but I mean, respectable for sure. Yeah. And just heck of a drop off. You lost Brennan Armstrong now in the portable. Uh they didn't 247 didn't give a grade on his 3 and 7 performance. I will. F. Yeah. You know, I I could go in the D range. I'm just not sold on the product that I did get 
even against like Old Dominion. Um, I know they didn't lose that game, but or did they? They didn't lose. They, they game, lost. They? they lost Old Dominion. No, they did. Oh, they beat goodness. them by two. They beat them by two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They yeah, that's Old what Dominion I was thinking. Two. I think Virginia yeah. Tech lost to him. Maybe that sounds right. Just some of that early season bad. Can't get that out of my head. Um, hate the tragedy that happened. So terrible. Yeah. Props to him for his handling in that. Um, kind of rooting for the guy. You know, don't really have anything against him at all. But I can't go above a D for him, even in what I did see, you know. Okay. Fair. Fair. I just – I'm not even sure what I think about him as a coordinator with the elite offenses that he had as far as the exactly. roster goes at Clemson. Verdict's still out. Root for him. I got no beef with him. Hope he does well. I'd like to see Virginia – you know, uh, um, spoil some some people's seasons. Yeah. Let Brent, me segue oh. that to Brent Pry. Exactly. Yeah, Brent dude. Pry. Softball pitch, baby. Like like the discrepancy earlier with and, – and listen, I'm cool with, with Virginia and Elliott getting an N.A., but I'm also going to go no lower than like a D or a D-minus for Brent Pry because that roster is in full shape. Um, my man from Memphis that I can't think of your name right now just kind of never worked there. The head Fuente. coach that is. Um, I, just Fuente, yes, my bad. Uh, couldn't think of his name because that's how bad it went at Virginia Tech. Left the roster in a terrible spot. Yeah, don't understand the F there. I know they only won three games. I, I do get that, but terrible roster spot. He's got a deep hole to climb out of. Probably not the desired candidate that you're hoping for if you're a Virginia Tech fan when they hired when they went with him. So I'm just not going to go lower than a D or a D minus for him either because mm-hmm. he just does not have much to work with. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm okay with the F due to a variable that just nobody talked about tech. I mean, you were nobody. just so dismissed over. Um, re- I don't imagine that that rebuild is is easy by any means, yeah. but uh, you just you just didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And we're going to flip the script a little bit. Kalen DeBoer bringing some positivity back to the conversation. Head coach at Washington goes 11 and two. In Seattle, got him as an A grade. I'm going to put him in the same boat as a Josh Heupel and say, let's see what you do without an elite quarterback. Um, I mean, because Michael Penix, uh, very different Michael Penix from Washington to Indiana. Like, yeah. the Boer had set him up for success, uh, letting him ball. Man, 11 and 2, hard place to win. Uh, not, well, hang on, hang on. Not as easy, I guess, as it used to be in, in, in the 90s and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence, like you were with Sonny Dykes, like you mentioned with Hypel. They do get Phoenix for another year. So they should have, I think he's taking advantage of the COVID year, if, I've, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. they should have another strong, strong 2023 campaign. Um, impressed because didn't really know much about the guy when they took him. You know, we know a lot about Lincoln Riley. We've seen him do a lot. Uh, we know a lot about some of these other guys, even Sonny Docks. We knew a lot about him, or we thought we knew a lot about him coming into 2022. So I'm with you. Let's see where he goes. I'm great with the A grade going 11 and 2 at Washington because yeah. it's just like you mentioned. It's it's not what it was, um, even in the the team, the 20 teens. So yeah, I'm good with that A. Um, I think that's fair. Not too high, not too low, and I'm and I'm going to stick with it as well. I'm curious to know what their record was the year before with their past head coach. I can see that they finished fifth in the Pac-12 North, so that Ooh. is not going to be a good sign. Okay, four and eight, uh, and you turn that around, you go to eleven and two. Um, with, I mean, can, can, anybody out there, anybody out there, can you name me another player other than Michael Penix on that roster? Absolutely, probably because they are, you know, playing in the Pac-12 and Pac-12 at dark. I know that they've got a running back who's who's legit, and his 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 name is like, uh, it's definitely Samoan. Amalalana uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that was a terrible attempt. Man, I'm good with that A. I'm good with an A plus. I mean, what what the heck of a turnaround? I mean, I'm down. I'm good. Yeah, completely. Especially with the rise of the or so, so some unexpected things in the Pac-12 North like Oregon State, right? Yeah. Um now Stanford's not Justin Wilcox, I think he's still at Cal. He is. You know, don't doesn't have really things going on. But Oregon State is a bit of a surprise. Oregon, I wouldn't say is a surprise, but you know, improving and whatnot. Uh 
Washington State, who's also on this list. Um, so, well, so let's go ahead and segue there. Jake Dickert, seven and six, B minus. Thoughts? Don't know much about this one enough to dispute that. I'm good with that grade because, yet again, you know, all I can think about when I think of Washington State is even that they got less of Mike Leach than Texas Tech did. So that's all I can really think about them right now. That's just where I'm at. Um, yeah. Good with a B, a grade in the B region of things. And yeah. I think that impacts Washington's path to 11 wins greatly because they're not just some, you know, walk in the park win or anything like yeah. that. So I'm I'm great with that grade for both Washington and Washington State. Agreed. I think that anything above 500 as, as Washington State, because you're you're trying to get you're trying to get recruits to come to Pullman, Washington. Woo! That's tough. You know, Mike Leach did did a heck of a job there. Um, just, so just the fact that I don't know who this dude is, <laughs> didn't know of him until now. Yeah, um, I'm cool to be minus seven and six. Absolutely, man. sweet. We're gonna move to year two head coaches. We're gonna knock this one out a little quicker than the last because the list is shorter. Uh, so once you do this, once you throw the throw the guys at us, give us their record, Mike, and we'll go from there. <clears throat> Who's Bet. the first? First one I've got down is Steve Sarkeesian with a thirteen and twelve record, coming off of five and seven year one, eight and five in year two. Five and seven and eight and five. Yeah. Uh, can we can we do Brett Belima next? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, we can. Um, Steve Sarkeesian, five and seven and eight and five. You said one more yep. time. Five and mm-hmm. seven, eight and five. Man, you took. You took Bama to the wire at home. You drubbed Oklahoma, you know. Then what happened? <laughs> I, so your year one performance, I, man, not good. Yet you got a all. great start. You were you were you had Oklahoma in check, and then you bottomed out. Said that you lost our locker room, dude. That's year one problem. Year two, uh, at the end of year two, you've recruited really really well. Um, yeah. I'm going to say that NIL's got something to do with that. Probably so. Um, and all I can see, Steve Sarkeesian, is you lighting into this young man or whoever that was about him, you know, trying to prevent you from going on the field. Um, I'm going to give Sarkeesian on his year two performance a C plus. I was, I was feeling B minus because – but no, no, you know what? C is considered average. So we're going to go with, with C, C plus because this is exactly where Texas has been. They did, right? they looked like they were back with Tom Herman. They were not. I want them to be back. So yeah, badly. dude, yeah. I just, I just can't be sold yet. So right now this is average for what you've been doing. C plus. I mean, if, if Mac Brown can keep doing it in Chapel Hill, can he return to Texas? What a narrative! Ooh. What a narrative that would be. I asked for Brett Belima next because you met you threw out a, a terrific stat before we got started. Throw that at the people. As Steve Sarkeesian is thirteen and twelve total at Texas, so is Brett Belima at Illinois. At Illinois, <laughs> Illinois. I mean, his first year. No, no. I'm sorry. Same exact scenario. Five and seven year one, eight and five year two. Good grief. I was thinking that year two was a little bit better and brought him to that same total, but no, same scenario as Texas for Brett Bellim at Illinois. So I'm going to say something that I said years ago. You might not remember this, but I've, I've kind of always thought this. I've always thought that Brett Bellima would be a fantastic fit in Austin. You have. I do recall that. I don't know why, uh, why Texas tries to play the game the same way as the rest of the conference with the bodies that you have down there and that you can easily pull from. I would play a different style. I would play bully ball. I would, I would run a heck of a uh, power run offense, which is what Belima likes to do. And you're like, well, that doesn't work. It worked in Champaign, Illinois. Yeah. Against a better, uh, probably a more talented overall conference. Doesn't have the high speed offenses, things like that, but man, just against a pretty tough schedule. Absolutely. Absolutely. Had Michigan right there beat. Had them beat. Yep. So I'm going to go eight, A minus. Yeah. I'm, I'm with that. I'm going to go with an even A because I'm just, I was blown away at times this year, what they were doing, the level of play they were getting out of those guys, transfers as well. Um, but again, success that we've not really seen consistently, at least at Illinois, I'm, I'm good with an A. Yeah. 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 Uh, who we got next? Let's get to Gus Malzahn uh, because we're not talking about Brian Harson, who I think lost every game at Auburn that he coached. 
We're going to go with Gus Malzahn, who is at 18 and nine through two seasons, going nine and four in year one and nine and five in year two. Man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it just feels like the same old thing. It feels it, like Gus. Feels yes, like Gus. Yes, uh, similar stuff to what he was doing at Auburn. I guess. I guess you're just going to get what you're going to get when it comes to Gus Malzahn. Two, 2013 with Dick Mar- Mar- uh, Marshall feels like forever ago, and I guess feels like if I'm using, hoping I'm using this right, this wording in its proper context, an anomaly, anomaly. Yeah, it um, does. I, I, I got, I don't know. Uh, so nine and four, nine and five. I believe they lost the bowl game to Duke. Did they not? That sounds correct. I don't know for sure, but it sounds correct. Just because it's it's another year of this, a boring B. I'm going to go down one more. I'm going to go to a C because it, like we're saying, it is average Gus Malzahn. You know, all the, if I could get into UCF Twitter for a minute, like all these people that had issues with Heifel is non-recruiting, things like that, riding Scott Frost coattails, things like that. Like, is this what you wanted to trade for? Yeah. Like, I'm not even praising Heifel. I'm just saying, is this what you wanted to trade for? Like, for real? So, average Gus. I don't understand it. There's just some inconsistencies that he's always had. So I'm going to go with a C because it's average Gus for me. Absolutely. All right. We're winding down here. We're going to save two really good ones for last. Who we got next, though? We have the co-first-year Steve Spurrier at your school coach winners, whatever, from 2021. We got Shane Beamer, and we got Josh Hoppel to talk Uh about. So that means we're skipping over Clark Lee. We're skipping over Clark Lee. We're skipping over Jed Fish. We're skipping some people. Judge us if you want to, or you come up with the content about those schools. You do it. I could throw something <laughs> out real quick, real quick. Do it. For Clark Lee to go from two and 10 to five and seven at Vanderbilt. All right, cool. B plus. Uh, yeah. For Fish to go from one and 11 to five and seven at Arizona. All right, cool. B plus. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Absolutely. Especially Lee beating Florida, that's a big jump. Yeah, at Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Um, let's do Shane Beamer first. We think let's let's do it. I'm down with that. Uh, cool. That was fun. Josh Heupel. <laughs> <laughs> a plus plus. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer. Uh, Shane Beamer is fifteen. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. My bad. We have promised the people who listen to Pandemonium Reigns that when we when we when we talk about it, when we advertise. Hey, Mike is angry. Okay, yes. Let it out. Have. Let it out. I'm I'm digitally slapping you. I want it. Give it to me. Bring it out. Drop the thunder. Okay. Let Shane it out. Beamer, you are a freaking cornball. What are you doing, dude? Get off TikTok and Twitter oh, right man. now. If I see him in sunglasses one more time, I might have to serve time. I really might have to serve some time. Federal time. Capital crimes. That's what I'm talking about. This dude is... <laughs> How is he a college football head coach? Like, I'm not making this statement because of his record, which is, again, 15-11 through two years, 7-6, and 8-5. and five. It sounds like the guy that I'm going to name, but it's not because of that. Mm. It's because of the used car salesman vibe that yeah. Lyle Allen Jones Jr. gave me as a Tennessee fan. Almost, hey, it started 10 years ago. Isn't that great? Oh, How long gosh. it's been? Isn't that wonderful? That's the vibe it gives me. I can't get past it. You brought in 200 transfers. You had like 300 people on your roster this year. Mm. You did go eight and five with that. Um, you lost to Notre Dame, who, I'll, you know, like we talk about Florida not having a quarterback for their bowl game. Did Notre Dame have a quarterback for their bowl game? Like, because they I thought beat Pine played in that. I thought Pine I think played he did. in that. Yeah. I think he did. I'm being a little <laughs> cruel there. I'm being a little extra because I cannot stand this guy. He drives me crazy. He beat the brakes off of Tennessee. Credit for that. Yeah. He beat yeah. Clemson. Credit for that. Yeah. But what is the deal with the other games? Like, what is the deal? You don't know how to use Jaheim Bell. Like, Spencer Rattler didn't do anything that he hadn't done at Oklahoma. Mm. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. Like I said, credit for the transfers you brought in. Looked great. Now you're losing them. You're losing much bigger yeah. impact guys. You had an exodus. You, in. you had an exodus. Much much bigger impact guys than you brought in. You have an OC opening and you had guys, you had fans wearing fire Satterfield shirts to games. He was your buddy who, again, I don't remember if he fired him or if he found another job. I think Nebraska pulled him away. 
which he had worked with Matt Rule before. So it kind of sure. made sense. Yeah. Kind of did. Yeah. But you replace him with a guy who was a tight ends coach at Arkansas, Dowell Logans or Dowell Logans. How is that your hire? How was that any different from the stuff that Butch Jones used to do? And again, he, he whipped Tennessee's best team in 10 plus years. He whipped them. Credit for that. Yeah. There are things to give credit for. I just don't understand all of the inconsistencies. You want to talk about Florida being a, a very average roller coaster? South Carolina is like the hottest roller coaster in the country. Then what are you doing? What are you on right now? Like, I, I just don't understand you. I really don't. I, the Florida and Tennessee back-to-back are the perfect, perfect microcosm of what they are to me right now. It was an ugly situation when he got there to me with Muschamp and, mm-hmm. and the shape that the roster was in, you know, they were recruiting fairly well. I mean, yeah. Jordan Birch, who just left, was a five-star coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they recruited quarterbacks really well. Doty, mm-hmm. Helinski, you know, some of those guys that – Well, Helinski's pre-Beamer. Had, yeah, that's true. I'm just saying with Muschamp, they had recruited some guys. Oh, I, mean, I got I, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, it, it never panned out for Muschamp there, which was – it's a tough job. I'll give them that. Sure. But I, it's a roller coaster, man. I just can't – I can't define it any other way. Yeah, and a lot of lot of uh, controversy over how he handled media. Yeah, you know, it's it almost seemed like he was he was losing himself or losing control. Like a, you know, there's there's no there was no coach speak about him until he kind of lost true. it until yeah. he like it just got became completely agitated. Um, so overall, I think I think South Carolina is a hard place to win at. So if I'm looking at the record, I'm saying okay, like a B plus, you know, something like that. Yeah, I can but, go with a B because of the wins. His attitude and his antics. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, and and listen, I'm hard on the guy. I think he's a cornball. But there was a situation recently, like this week, on Twitter with a South Carolina – I'm sorry, a Clemson program on Twitter really going after them, like talking about they want to Garrett Riley, but we got him type stuff. And Beamer gets in the replies. He quote tweets it and is just going at them. And I just don't understand how your skin is that thin still. I mean – your dad was a legend in the sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I question so much about him because of the wins. I'm going to go be modest because the antics and the, the childish nature of some of it brings it down. I mean, yeah. again, some impressive wins, hard place to do it, but I can't go higher than a B minus. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the way he handled the media and the, the exodus right there at the end of this, at the year, uh, words are hard at the end of year number two, uh, I think slides that down a little bit. So I'm going to agree with you on that grade and, and, and go with you. Um, props to beating Tennessee the way you did and beating Clemson at home. Um, the the Clemson loss, I feel like, is a little more explainable because of DJ. Um, yeah. I, I don't think Tennessee's got an excuse that night. No. You just – No. Uh, we, got, we got drubbed. So <clears> – <throat> Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, the, the people are going to say, "Well, Dabo's the same way, and it works." Well, Dabo's winning at a really high yeah. level. He's established know. winning to this point. He is proven at this yeah. point. I mean, yeah. he ended Clemsoning. No, oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the ceiling's higher at Clemson. Oh, the yeah. ceiling, the ceiling is easier to get to at Clemson as it is to mm-hmm. a South Carolina. So you know, there's there's some there's there's some different variables there, but yeah, I don't and- know. And and to hire Garrett Riley is to branch out for Clemson right now, whereas it's a good sign hire, for Dabo, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, it almost it feels like the mold is being broken, and they need to do that because it's gotten a little stale. But to hire the Arkansas tight end coach who has not really done it as a coordinator when you had fans wanting your coordinator fired yeah. is that's just butchy to me. That's all that is. And the way he sounded off on that hire and just and feeling like he had to defend it. Yeah, you know, just, well, he's well. Did you know that? You know, the SEC coaches, you know, he turned down Jup. Okay. There's no need to even go there, bro. Just yeah. prove it on the field again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Joshua Hypel flipping to an orange cast. Just kidding. If you're not a Tennessee fan. Keep oh listening. Well. <laughs> keep listening. Oh, well. Uh, keep listening. We talk about everybody else. Do us, do us a solid one here. Man, what a ride. Um, wow. Hard not to go feel partial on this one. Um, really high highs, man. Really high highs, a low, a low dang low, 
that night in Columbia. Again, props to Beamer for that. I feel like he did so many right things this year. Um, I want to talk about some of the things that agitated me with him a little bit. There were some, sure. some um, situ situations like this night in South Carolina where we just didn't adjust. <sighs> things that we had done all year, we just got away from. Defensively, it was a terrible performance. Um, now, Josh Heupel is going to get credit for the offense. Um, and for some reason, he's not going to take any fall for the defense. The, the the name that gets thrown around is Banks, right? Tim Banks. Martinez, Banks, yep. So considering the things that we achieved, Mike, let's try to put, put this through – look at this through normal goggles, not orange ones. Considering oh, yeah. considering the things that we achieved, right? The mm -hmm. the monkeys off of our back, the the beating of Bama in year two, right? Beating yeah. Florida in year two. Something Pruitt didn't do, something Dooley didn't do, something Butch didn't do, something uh, Dooley didn't do. Okay. Yep. Did in, did in year two. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is probably more just a spiritual monkey more than it is anything, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just wondering if we can actually get this thing off of our back. But then you turn around, you look at the lack of adjustments, you look at the bad loss in South Carolina, you you, you look at, you know, just a couple of different things. Try to see this subjectively. Tell me where you land. All right. Here's – I think that I can actually explain this fairly briefly. You know, I've been talking about Gus and the reason that I consider him average because he did what he's done. Texas, Sarkeesian, he's, he's done what they've basically done so far. Looked back at times, not actually been back. Well, Tennessee's never even looked back in year two of any of these coaches that we've hired. Like, not even remotely looked back. None of them have beaten Florida in year two. It took Jones four years to do it. So, the good, like you're saying, and, and not to even mention Bama, the good is higher than any of those guys have done. The bad for 2022 is, is pretty simple to explain in Georgia and South Carolina. Now, one is much more understandable than the other. Yeah. But because I'm trying to be fair about it, maybe even overcritical about it if I can to avoid, you know, being just a flat-out homer on this. Mm -hmm. But for me, because, again, the things that Tennessee has not done with, with any of these guys in their second year, many of them their third, I'm going to go – I'm going to go with an A-minus. Because the South Carolina brings it down from higher, even though, again, I think the highs hold a lot of weight with the – we haven't even mentioned going in and smacking LSU. How, however it happened, it happened. On yeah. the road – Hasn't been done a lot. SEC West wins have been hard to come by. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with an A-minus. South Carolina brings it down. Florida, LSU, Bama, those all take it up. An Orange Bowl win, that certainly takes it up. But mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it, I feel like, fairly clean and, and fair at an A-minus. I'm going to go A because just highly encouraged from South Carolina to Clemson. From the, South, some, from the South Carolina loss to the Orange Bowl win, um, you, you had a sudden change in Hooker going down, and now Milton in steps Milton. I think what you what you've been able to do with Milton, how you've been able now, part of this is on him and his character, and and you know, understanding his place and time and whatnot. The props to the way that you you handled him, uh, having him prepared for that moment, playing out of his mind, right. Mm -hmm. So instead of A minus, I'm going to go A. I think if it if it weren't for that, I'd probably go A minus. But you 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 hung 52 on Alabama, you yeah. hung 40 on LSU, and you just and then and then you got moments where you held a Brian Kelly offense. Say what you want to to 13. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's some there, there's some def like the defense won you the pit game. Yeah, and it was a huge factor against LSU. You know, when it was at its best, it was truly, truly bending to the core without breaking. That was the best uh, that this defense had to offer, even at Pitt, Florida. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you kind of did, I think, what you needed to to capitalize. Like, you did just enough to capitalize, mm -hmm. and I'm not taking things away when I say you did just enough. I'm just saying, like, you you kind of played your cards the way that you had to, I yeah. think. and. Yeah. Again, nobody's done that at Tennessee in all of the hiring and firing that's been done. Um, the roster was in a piss-poor spot mm -hmm. for 2021. 
Mm-hmm. We, we learned that even though it was not a deep squad, that it was a talented squad that could execute. We learned some stuff, but you played your cards the way that you had to, I think. And yeah. I think anything A minus around that area, like you went with A, I'm totally great with that. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget five top 25 wins. Yeah. Five, five of them. Yeah. And, you know, the biggest thing is people were talking about if he won six games in 2021, he's coach of the year, stuff like that. We were talking about eight nine tops for this year. I mean, and he said, screw that. Like, Love what's that. this? He, he, when they, when he talks about, you know, and it sounds like coach speak, a lot of the stuff he says, and he's very close to the vest. Let's not even act like he's not sure. But like when he talks about the team, not believing that it has limitations and stuff like that, it's a lot easier to believe because we just never thought a lot of the stuff could happen this soon. So major props, 10 wins in year two. We haven't seen 10 wins since 2001, 2002, yep. something like that. So something like that. Say what you want. Say what you want. I mean, y'all, we, we did almost give away Florida. I mean, it was I mean, right there. Yeah. Uh, but I think we, I think we overcame a lot of adversary, uh, ad, ad, adversity. Wow. Words are hard. <laughs> um, just, just, I mean, I think, I think a lot could also be attributed to the, 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 the culture in the locker room and I don't know, man, I just lost a lot of positive for, for Hypel. And I'm curious to know how UCF fans are feeling now. Yeah. And last I saw it was that same energy of, yeah, y'all take him, enjoy this time, things like that, you know? Well, okay. I mean, I, I didn't expect him to recruit this well either. Like it hasn't, well, that and NIL deal popped in at just the right time as far as Hopple's concerned. And it certainly did, especially with where Tennessee's roster and program was. It, it certainly was timely. And you mix money and passion of, of Tennessee's fans and things like that. It's a recipe for good things. Yeah. But, I mean, y'all keep that energy, but he's recruiting far better than I thought he would. I just want yeah. to say that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot's going to be out on him on this offense coordinator change stuff like that but it sounds yep. like it's a like it's a good thing in, in what he has done thus far and potentially uh grooming somebody behind this current one so that's going to be fun good times good times good times this is pandemonium reigns and i am batman just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i thank you guys for hanging out with us for letting us tickle your ears uh as we always do make sure you tell somebody uh if you're driving and you're listening right now pull over text your mama be like, mama, listen, you want to know football? Listen to these guys. They know what's up. It's just an opinion. No expert, right? No expert opinion, but just an opinion. We love sharing it with you guys. We do it for free. Uh, so hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. You're watching on YouTube. Uh, like this video. Make sure you are subscribed. Uh, follow us on wherever you get your podcast. Appreciate to our homies in Belgium. Much love. Much love to you guys. Can't say pandemonium without panda. Pandemonium reigns. I'm Dan. He's Mike. God bless. GBO. Pandemonium reigns.